up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of The Torrent, a podcast giving you discussions on music, movies, TV, and video games. I'm your host, Nick, and I'm joined, as always, by Alan and Matt. What's up, guys? Hey, Nick. How's it going? Happy uh, 20th anniversary of StarCraft. <laughs> yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, yeah. Big big day for them, so. Yeah. Matt, how you doing? I'm doing great. Um, the, you know, t- the anniversary of StarCraft is probably equally as big as, like, Christmas, New Year's, you know. It's a big day for us. I would I argue more. Yeah, I would argue more so. Yeah. <laughs> My sister was pretty happy when her daughter was born, but <laughs> I think she's slightly more happy today because of this anniversary. Starcraft so. anniversary, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's so, definitely you know it's a... everyone focuses on a you know RTS game yeah. all the time. So, yep, yep, that's right. <laughs> so, if you have a guest today, is our Starcraft anniversary episode. Um, we're gonna get into it a whole lot more in depth later. But first, we're gonna start with uh, our news segment, where we give you some news from the past week in a segment we like to call the weekly download. Um, all right, first up, guys. This week's up. weekly download is brought to you by what, Nick? We don't, surprisingly don't have a sponsor this week for the weekly download. Ooh, Do you guys wow. have anything? Um, Bernstein's diet pills. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Balloon Shop, yes. This week's weekly download is brought to you by Bernstein's Diet Pills. I was fat! All credit goes to Balloon Shop. I just, I can't for the love of me remember my lines. (laughs) Nice. Um, Oh, wait, that was a different one. That was the memory pill. It's fine. It's it's all great. It's all great. Yeah, they they all melded to each other. Uh, um, All right, this week is uh, Oscar week. Um, do you guys care at all about the Oscars? You guys, I mean, do you guys tune into the Oscars usually? No, I, I sort of could not care less. Is that was that for um, what is that music? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> actually, what are the Oscars? <laughs> I don't even know. The, the Oscars oh like the su- the Super Bowl for movies. It's like when oh, like uh, oh, best pi- best picture I and yeah, I mean. Oh, yeah, because there was the big thing about Leo, like, never getting an Oscar, and he finally got one. Yeah, 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 yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I think when, uh, back in the day, I used to watch it, but I just, I, I can't get into it, just all the hype. Most of these movies, like, people don't really see, you usually catch them, like, two years after the, when they came out anyway. Yeah, I don't know, it's just the Oscars, I, and the glitz and the glamour, and the, the favoritism or whatever, and everyone, you know, the people who win Best Picture normally shouldn't win Best Picture, it seems like everyone's, it's always a controversy, it's just, it's like tabloidy stuff, I just don't really care, but. Um, Alright, so, yeah, so expect a review of the Oscars uh, next episode. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, we'll break down all the winners and losers, <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, all the performances, um, yeah. Is that right, usually well, your style of movies? Like, do you guys try to catch a lot of Oscar win- Oscar winning films dude i don't i don't even really watch i watch like i saw black panther which we'll discuss um mm-hmm. uh like a few days ago that's like my movie quota for the next six months basically <laughs> i don't watch i really don't watch movies very often yeah I, I bet you black panther will probably win a couple oscars for like costume yeah. design and everything we'll get into it in a little bit but yeah um cool um next new story the uh esrb rating system on video games has decided to now put a label on all their games that say um in-game purchases um in response to all this micro transaction backlash and uh, a lot of legislation that's been happening because of micro transactions give me your thoughts on this i got i got a couple things i need to say but uh go ahead well i think the very obvious thing is that it's a very very broad label so anything that has downloadable content uh, um, microtransactions, loot boxes, anything that you can purchase in game yeah. is included in this label. And right. so this is going to be pretty much any, like I challenge you guys to think of a game that's come out in the past like two years that yeah. wouldn't fall under this category. 
Because they all have DLC and they all have, well, not all of them, but most of them will have microtransactions to some extent. Right. So it doesn't really do too much. And there's no way to tell between like whether the content is purely cosmetic or if it's, or like to your point, like if it's DLC, like they should, well, they do have a little sticker that says DLC on it, I think already, but like you can't tell the difference between what kind of microtransaction it is. If it's a, you know, something like Battlefront 2 where you have to pay to, to, to play essentially, or if it's just, you know, there might be some cosmetic purchases. I don't know, right. but I guess from a from a legislative standpoint, they don't care what you're using the microtransactions for. I guess as long as they just need to let people know that hey, there's content in here that you're going to have to pay for on top of the price you already paid for the game. Right, but it's not really hurting any of the gaming companies that are abusing this. So right, Matt, how do you feel? Um, I guess it's interesting. At first, I was going to say, oh yeah, they should you know differentiate between cosmetic stuff but then you wonder like if they give you an ex- experience boost so that mm-hmm. to unlock something it caught it's less time or like in call of duty you can get the double xp stuff right that that's not cosmetic but is that really like giving you an advantage so i don't know how to handle this i um i don't really like the whole microtransaction things i think it's getting a little sticky and it's like pretty much everywhere so um i like the idea of them trying to like be more um transparent about it so hopefully they keep doing that i guess yeah the big thing here is that the ESRB works for gaming companies. It's the same thing as the MPAA when they do their ratings on movies. Yep. You know, they're they're on the side of the movie people. They're not on the side of the viewers. And it's the same thing with the ESRB. They're on the side of the game people. They're on the side of the viewers. So right. or the gamers. So they're right. gonna do what's in the best interest of them versus us. So for sure. Um all right, next. Alan, I think you had the story on there. Into the breach. Yeah, so this is a new game that just released. It's from the makers of FTL, uh, Faster Than Light. And it's gotten some really, really great reviews, really great coverage so far. Uh, it's been released for, I think, about a week or so as of this podcast. And it's a cool game. It's a very similar game to uh, Advance Wars, if you've ever played that before on the Nintendo DS. I think it came out, and I think it was on some of the handheld consoles before that. Okay. But it's a, yeah, it's a turn-based strategy game. You're generally just playing against a computer, but it's almost like a puzzle solver where you have to kind of figure out, okay, based on this map, how do I want to move my units and use their abilities a certain way? So it's cool if you're so, into that style. Game. So it's like so, a new age chess game kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Like if, okay. I know a lot of games did something similar, like Final Fantasy has the same kind of thing. Like Final Fantasy Tactics has the same kind of style game where it's all turn-based and it's on like a board you play on. So Okay, yeah. cool. Is it like um like an XCOM type of game? Like that kind of turn-based action game or... I, I think it's similar, but a little bit, a little more minimal. Like not okay. as uh, complex as XCOM, I think. Okay, so. cool. Hmm. Yeah. I'll check yeah. that out. Nice. I, so I loved FTL. It was one of my all-time favorite games because you get to like fly around. Like you have a spaceship and you have a crew on the spaceship. And Nick, I don't know if you have you ever. No, you I've, ne- heard of that I've never played it. No. You should look it up. It's so neat. It's just like a little. It's like a fun little like roguelike game. But um, I I loved that. It just when I realized what Into the Breach was, I liked the graphics because they're pixely. They're very cool and really well done. But I don't really like. I don't know. Maybe I'll get into it. I'll definitely check it out. The breach sounds cool. So hmm. I agree with you, though. I think that style game is very niche, and so like if you if you don't yeah. like the tactic kind of game or the the turn based strategy, you wouldn't like this that much. But okay, yeah. cool. Hmm. Who yeah. knows? I'll have to yeah, I'll have to check it out regardless. Yeah, cool. Um, all right, moving on to some movies. Um, I got a chance to see Memento for the first time. Christopher Nolan's first big foray into filmmaking, the one that kind of got him uh, pretty big. Um, yeah. This is kind of a cult classic. What do you think of it? I thought it was great. I I think I have to watch it a couple more times to really 
fully kind of understand what the movie's trying to say and you know like i still have i still have some questions as to whether like a lot's thrown at you at the climax of the movie kind of when you you go right from the the black and white sections which are like in the past and then the present which are all filmed in color and then you kind of at the at the one point they kind of both come together and then you know you're in at the present time which signifies the climax of the movie but um what teddy's character kind of says to lenny and is he just messing with his head is you know there's a whole bunch of questions that i still have i think i need to watch the movie a couple more times but overall i mean this is another knock out of the park i think for christopher nolan i'm just i'm just a fan of everything he makes he's just he's a great filmmaker and um to play with the movie structure like that in terms of like you know, you see a little segment and then you go back in time and then you see a little more of it and then you go back in time. You know what I mean? Like it was just really, really cool. It's a it's a fun film. Like yeah. it's actually kind of fun to watch because you're not really sure what you, it keeps you guessing. You kind of trying to piece things together as you're watching it. Like it, it makes your bright like your brain work a little bit when you watch it. So yeah, yeah, for sure. Cool. Yeah, yeah. It You're really you feel almost um, like you have that same short term memory loss as him because you have no idea what's going on in the next little segment of the movie. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Now, Matt, you had a chance, like you said off the top of the show, to go see Black Panther finally. Give us your thoughts on it. What did you think about? What did you think about it? All right, so I really, really liked it, but less. I liked it less as a superhero movie. I liked it more because of the story, mm-hmm. because of like just the whole overarching theme in the movie of like, do you use like great power and influence and stuff like that to help other people, or do you just use it to like keep a certain type of people well? Um, I don't know, like right proficient and or like uh, you know whatever yep um and i liked that story a lot and i liked the idea of a of a like i felt like the bad guy in that movie you're not you don't really like hate him you kind of like understand where he's kind of coming from and you're kind of like man that does really suck like i totally get why he's super pissed yeah and i like things like that where the it's not just like jafar from aladdin was just like an evil guy for the sake of having an evil guy yes like you get why he's acting like that and you know that he's been like twisted by all this horrible stuff and i thought that was so cool and um the action was very cool and stuff i just i found myself myself wishing like i'd be like yeah this fighting is cool but I, it's just like every other fighting scene i've seen in a movie and i just want to figure out like what happens after this battle is over right which i never say you know, we watched the raid too, which was like two hours and forty-five minutes, and it was mostly fighting, and I loved all of that. Yeah. <laughs> so the fact that a movie was having me be like, "Ah, when's this fight scene gonna be over?" Um, that's pretty impressive. So yeah, um, I really liked it, but I liked the story of it more than I liked the movie, if that makes sense. Right, and I think that was, I think a lot of people share in the same sentiment as that. Um. And I think that's how it should be most of the time. I think you should have a more invested interest in the action sequences should ex- like expand that. You know what I mean? It shouldn't yeah. be all about that. You know what I mean? But in terms of the fighting, I don't think we've really had really good action sequences like hand-to-hand stuff. I, well, you know what? Black Panther, when they're doing the trials, when like T'Challa is... Um, that was cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. like fighting for his throne. That was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I did really those like those were that. very long. They no, were like they were short. Quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, well, I to me, I'm sorry, Nick, but to me, the choreography wasn't good enough for it to go on super long. Yes. Like when we watch those martial arts movies, I'm like, "Yep, this could go on for literally ever," and I'd mm-hmm. be okay with it. That movie, I was kind of like, "Yeah, these are really good." 
cool. The last Marvel movie I've seen that was I was super impressed with the action was I think Captain America Winter Soldier. Like when Cap goes up against the Winter Soldier in that movie, that's just it's it's great. The fight choreography is awesome. So Matt, how many uh, how many bells of mead would you give it? Yeah, I'd give it four. Four wow. out of five. So what, that brings the average up to what like? It's like a well, wait, three point eight three or something. Yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought it was like I thought it was good. Nice. nice. Um, all right, next. So. I'm on Twitter all the time, and uh, I had the this next news news story kind of blew up. I had I saw it as it happened. Um, James Gunn, the director of Guardians of the Galaxy, got into this uh, Twitter exchange with uh, movie pundit Ash Crossan. Ash Crossan's pretty known for her um, her love of porgs from Star Wars: uh, The Last Jedi, and they were going back and forth talking about porgs, and uh, somehow. Groot came up, and James Gunn uh, let it s- revealed that uh, Groot in Guardians of the Galaxy Two isn't the Groot from the first Guardians of the Galaxy. He is in fact Groot's spawn or, or like son, really. So, and I and the whole internet blew up, and they go, "Oh my God, we didn't realize that the first Groot was actually dead, and we thought it was you know just a, a tiny version of him." And um, I don't know how you guys feel about that. I don't know if that you care at all, but uh, that was a story this week. I like Guardians so, of the Galaxy a lot. I was like, huh, I never really never really thought about it that way. But according to James Gunn, Groot in Guardians of the Galaxy 2 is the son of the first Groot. So people thought it was more of like a Phoenix type thing where like he would died and was reborn type of thing? Yeah. From... Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. Oh, I remember. Okay, I'm connecting it now. Because he was like replanted or whatever, right? Yeah, he like, he, like oh. blew up in the first one and then... They use one of like his saplings to grow a new one, but everyone thought it was just the same, same character, not really like a spawn of the first one. Oh. To me, that's just like, oh, neat. To me, yeah. that's not something to be like, what? Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, well, this get past me. Internet gonna internet sometimes, you know what I mean? Yeah, so. yeah I guess. Fine. People want to get hyped about that. That's cool. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Next, Wreck It Ralph two. Uh, the trailer for this movie dropped. This is right up our alley, animated movie about video games. Guys, what did you think of this trailer? I thought it looked really funny. I uh, I really like the first Wreck-It Ralph, and I like the way they're kind of expanding with this one, uh, with him going into the internet and breaking the internet somehow. And yeah, I think it'll. I think it'll. It won't be like a rinse and repeat of the first one. I think yep. it'll be a cool. It's cool, kind of standalone movie. So I'm excited for this one. I think it looks cute and funny. And for sure, go ahead, man. That's kind of. Sorry, that's kind of what I was hoping for, like what Alan just said, is like, I would love it for to be, I, like, I love the whole story and the setup and everything. I would love for it to be a brand, like a um, like a new thing based yeah. on that first one. I think that'd be awesome. I think it, they allow themselves, by putting Ralph in the internet, they've allowed themselves to make fun of just about everything the internet has to offer, memes, um, just like, like social media interaction, just like mm-hmm. all that fun stuff that they can just rip apart and make fun of. And uh, hopefully throw some more cool cameos in there from video game characters. I think it'd be really cool. Yeah, I, I think. I uh, think oh, sorry, you go on. It's the same makers of Zootopia, I think, right? So uh, I remember Zootopia just being really clever and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Is, is Zootopia a Disney movie? I always forget. I think I think it was. Yeah. Is Rick Ralph Disney? Uh, is it or is it? Eh, Should have done our homework, boys. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't sorry. know. Anyway, well, anyway, yeah. I swear in the trailer it was like from the makers of. Zootopia. Okay, yeah, yeah. Then yeah. that's fine, yeah. Um, all right, next. Adam McKay uh, 
was the director of uh, the Anchorman movies. He said Anchorman three is probably not going to happen, but if he he does have plot ideas for Anchorman three, um, and he was going to focus on embedded journalism. Um, the first movie was kind of just a crazy comedy about uh, people who work at a news newsroom. The second one was kind of about the rise of uh, entertainment versus actual news, if you're looking at it from a standpoint of Anchorman. And then from the third one, his idea was um, having them in the mid, like cover in the midst of war, uh, like so embedded journalism and kind of parody all that stuff. So I can't imagine how ridiculous and crazy that movie would have been, especially with all the fight scenes already, you know, with the newscasters fighting each other. Yeah, I you know anchor like I said, Anchorman three is probably not going to happen, but uh, I I hope it doesn't happen. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I I'm pretty sure I saw Anchorman one and uh, well, obviously I loved Anchorman one. So right, yeah, it's exactly classic. Exactly what I want in a yeah. movie. It was amazing. We I still do Anchorman. his vocal warm ups before every. Uh, oh party. yeah, <laughs> it's a tradition <laughs> for sure. Um, and I run the news show at school at the school I teach at, and yeah. I sometimes use like Anchorman clips um, <laughs> to be like behind the scenes at our uh, at our news studio. So, but um, I just think embedded. I don't know. Sometimes that's kind of like a, a hot button issue because there's like a lot of dangerous stuff. People risking their lives to like. So that could potentially become tasteless. Yeah. So I don't know. I um maybe it'd be interesting. Maybe it'd be funny. Mm-hmm. I just I'm kind of over that now. Yeah. I think it's a to I think it's just they've passed the time to act, you know to do an Anchorman 3 and really cap, capitalize on the hype because if they release it now you know or even 2 years from now I, I think people would be like ugh another one of these you know what I mean like they completely passed up the opportunity to do Step Brothers 2 like who wants to see a Step Brothers 2 now I, not really too many people you know what I mean I mean I love Step Brothers 1 also same yeah and I'm we coming from like that the... from pure love yeah yeah for sure yeah um, but I agree. I'd, I'd kind of be like, really now? Like, I guess I'd watch it. I don't yeah. know. Um, all right. Last story we got. This is the big one for the week. Um, again, another Twitter exchange. This is revealed on Twitter. Robert Downey Jr. was going back back and forth with the official Avengers Twitter account. And uh, they announced that they're pushing up or pushing back, I guess, depending on how you look at it. Uh, Avengers Infinity War. It's it's moving from May 4th to April 27th. So we're getting it a couple weeks earlier uh, or a week earlier, whatever it is. I think it's because they might make, be giving their... Oops, just hit the mic. Uh, just giving the other movies <laughs> uh, a little more space. Uh, Disney pretty much owns... So much they own so much of the movie market now. They're gonna oh, they're gonna own the box office for you know six months out of the year. It's gonna be crazy. So I think they wanted to give you know Avengers Infinity War was was done. Uh, they probably finished early. It's probably ready to go. They're they're going to uh, push it back. Give give a little more room for Deadpool for Solo a, a Star Wars story for any of the animated movies that are coming out for all their other freaking movies i got yeah i'm excited i'm excited that it's coming out earlier i think that's great for the fans and stuff yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Like, i don't think people are gonna be upset about it if they push it back yeah it'd be one thing but moving right. up, nothing wrong with that so right right cool can i point out that uh if anyone didn't know that nick was italian they can tell now because that's like the second time you hit the mic it's because you're always talking with your hands and stuff so i, it's like... I know i'll stop it eventually <laughs> <laughs> um all right let's uh let's go on to some music picks here sure I'm going to start us off. Uh, here's an oldie but a goodie, Amberlynn, Impossible. Just a, one of their a solid song. It's got a nice build to it. It's got a nice sound. It's just a, it's a jam. Impossible is great. So. Dude, they're, they're a great, like I mean this from a good place, they're a great emo band. Like they're just really good yes. to listen to and like 
they're they're on they're in that spectrum but I, I still think they're awesome yeah for sure for sure and they got a ton of albums um i don't think they're making any more music together but uh go back and check out their entire discography they got some they got some really good albums so yeah uh next on the list i had john mayer slow dancing in a burning room um just uh, again yeah. solid 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 jam it's a slower song but like you just find yourself going like bobbing your head because it's got a, just a nice it's got a nice flow um and it's freaking john mayer i mean he's he's incredible so i mean sorry i should have i should weigh in i love john mayer i love that song i don't care about all the drama with him and whoever else he's dating or whatever but <laughs> I, saved. Are, I respect him as a musician and i love that song so good yes pick. yes He's dated a lot of people, hasn't he? Like he has. Uh, I only know of Taylor Swift. Is there any? Is there who else? Oh, yeah. uh, I think he dated Lance Morissette, right? Ooh, that I don't Are you know. Of Uncle Joey? No, I think John Mayer. Yeah, oh, they probably both did at one point. I guess I don't know. Well, Dave Coulier, Uncle Joey, right? From yeah, Full House definitely did. Well, yeah, there's like a song about him, right? right yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know. I mean, that seems like a weird jump to go to John Mayer from Dave Coulier. <laughs> we'll, we'll have to look it up. I, the only reason I know is because there was a Pitch Perfect scene where one of the uh, categories was uh, I dated John Mayer or something like that. And so they had to do songs <laughs> of people who dated John Mayer. That's uh, I swear Lance Morissette was in there. Maybe not. I know Your Body's a Wonderland is about Jennifer Love Hewitt, I'm pretty sure. Ooh, so wow. I think he went from her to Jennifer Aniston from Friends to probably thousands of other women in between, yeah. and then, you know Taylor Swift and Katy Perry and all those people. So, um, all right, what you guys got for music picks? Yeah, my ne- uh, the next couple picks for mine. Uh, the rap sort of pick is called Sativa by oh, crap. I, pr- I practice this to you, Janae. <laughs> go for no, it. Go, uh, I'm gonna mess it up. You do it. I kind of want to hear you mess it up. <laughs> <laughs> Janae Aiko? Aiko? I think that, yeah, that's right. Yeah. There's like a little emphasis in the last part, but who knows? Oh, Sativa oh, yeah. by Janae Aiko. Yeah. Uh, this, is just, this is more of a chill rap song, but it's still uh, pretty good. Got a nice flow to it. It's a girl artist, so it's kind of cool. And then my next pick, pick, my next pick for all you country fans <laughs> is called uh, The Fighter by Keith Urban and featuring Carrie Underwood. Uh, this is just an awful song, but it's so catchy and so like, <laughs> a hard sell there. Yeah, wow, wow! It's, it's so bad. it's so cheesy and like the music video. He's like rocking out a guitar and they're just hanging out. It's it's, it's a dumb song, but I love it. You're supposed to be getting us into country music, not making us hate it more. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. I don't even. I can't listen to that. Matt, what do you got? <laughs> All right, good. All right, very cool. I respect it. Um, I only picked one, and it's a song that's on the radio now. It's kind of new. It came out like maybe a month ago. Um, it's called The Middle by Zed, Marin Morris, and Gray. It's pretty good. It's electronic, poppy. It's like every other song that's on the radio now, but I just like I just like this one. So, nice. Yeah, pretty good one. You probably have heard it if you ever listen to the radio. So, nice. so let's go on to the main event of tonight. Oh, yes. Um, real quick, Man. as always, we're gonna post the music picks uh, in the description. So, um, if we mispronounce anything, you'll know exactly how to spell it, how to find the song, and uh, of course, you can find us at the Torn Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, um, or at the Torn Pod on Twitter and Facebook, and uh, the Torn Podcast at Gmail dot com. So, 
Yes. Now, let's get into the main topic, StarCraft. We're talking StarCraft slash RTS games. What is... Well, first off, we should probably start by saying, uh, for those of you who don't know, an RTS game, a real-time strategy, it kind of gives you an eye-in-the-sky perspective. Um, you're kind of like playing Overwatch, like a, not the game Overwatch. You're looking at it from up above the battlefield. You're commanding units. You're building very similar to like uh, any of the... the popular mobile games that you see commercials for all the time it's like that's like the new age version of an rts game a little bit like uh, clash of clans or uh mm-hmm. what was the other popular one besides clash of clans there's another game that everyone was playing on their phone for a kajillion years clash royale uh not that one it was it was more like Cla- i don't know anyway i can't remember yeah, yeah. Hmm. um but uh, it's a strategy game. It mixes, uh, you know, battling enemies, gathering resources, fortifying your base. Um, and it it kind of exploded around the 1990s. It got real big. And then it flew a little too close to the sun, as I like to say. And it kind of burned up. And then it kind of faded out of, you know, went out of favor um, around the 2000s. I think just we had clone after clone of these games and uh, people got tired of playing them Um, there's still a decent market today i know um, starcraft in particular still has a huge following there's tournaments particularly in the korean markets korean people love uh, starcraft there's massive number of tournaments massive number of players i've heard that it's actually even so big there that you can get scholarships to like play starcraft crap really and you can literally take classes on starcraft and it's like pretty huge there yeah it's a big deal Holy crap. And of course, you know, it it got so popular that it gave way to other games uh, like term this grand strategy games like EVE Online and Stellaris, like games that are just so expansive and massive that kind of have RTS elements, but um, just take it to the whole next level. And then, of course, there's the other branch, which is kind of branched off into the MOBA MOBA circuit, games like Dota, games like League of Legends. Um, They kind of all spawn from uh, Warcraft 3 mods. Starcraft came out in uh, March of uh, 20 years ago, <laughs> 1998. Um, and yeah. <laughs> yeah. and um, it sold, by 2007, it sold 10 million copies. Um, so it's a huge game, popular game. And this what, is StarCraft 1 we're talking StarCraft about. StarCraft right? 1, yep, yep. StarCraft 2 is the more popular, I think the more popular one just because it was the follow-up. Yep. Um, guys, I want to hear from you a little bit. What is your experience in the past with RTSs? Were you big RTS fans? Have you played a lot of them? So uh, I love RTSs, and I don't know why because I'm not necessarily good at them. But I just like the whole the whole like building a base, having managing resources, and then building troops and watching all your troops fight and stuff. Yeah, and I'm so bad because I just like to watch all the battles, and then I'm not managing my base. So, <laughs> but um, I love RTSs. I'm I'm very actively following the ones that come out mm-hmm. so um so you, you're right one of the big the big um rts genres that's still out is called um 4x and that stands for like explore x x something exterminate it's like there's like four things and they're 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 for like the big game so i think like stellaris is a 4x game um i think um like those total war games are all still really popular really big. Oh, right. those are probably the most um you know prevalent type mm-hmm. of strategy games as well as civilization which is also super popular yes yeah so those games are like now the most popular types of rts's as opposed to games like starcraft mm-hmm. but um, there are some new ones coming out that are cool most of them are just like re- hd remakes and stuff like that but um they remade like a like stronghold which was fun and that kind of thing um but yeah, there's a there's a brand new game coming out. It's still in early access called Northguard, 
And you guys should check it out because I already have it and it's awesome. <laughs> um, and I don't want to play it too much because I think once it comes out, we're going to really like it. But it's a pretty much a, it's like a little bit different of a classic RTS type thing that's based in North myth- Norse mythology. And you get to pick clans and stuff. It's very cool. Um, I love RTSs. And, cool. Uh, I'm excited to see where they go. Nice. So, how about you, Alan? Uh, so I'm not by myself a huge RTS fan. Like, I don't really go out and play them when I'm just, like, alone and wanting to play a game. Sure. But I love playing them with other people. One of my, like, some of my favorite memories from college and I think even a little bit in high school was I would get together with a bunch of college friends and we'd all get all our computers in the same room, <laughs> hook them all up to the Switch and have a huge LAN party. And we'd play just all different. We'd play Command & Conquer. We'd play Sins of a Solar Empire. We'd play StarCraft. We would just play RTS games and just have such a good time because... Yeah, there were a few of us that were better than others, and we knew who to gang up on and stuff, but we'd right. all just have a really good time with it. We'd all try to make it really fair and fun, and we would just try all these different games and try all these different strategies, and it was just, it was more of a, a social type of game for me, where I, when I was playing at RTS, it was with people, it was at a LAN party, and it it, it was some of my favorite gaming memories was from, from games like that, so. Cool. Yeah. Nice. Um, I agree that, like, the all when we get into the draft, all the games I'm going to pick are games I've had such a big, like, memory with so i'm really excited for that yeah yeah, yeah cool i've i haven't played a ton of rts's but i do like the genre every once in a while it comes and goes in waves for me um and normally that's about five five to ten years in between uh, <laughs> when i really get into them um i played a ton of command and conquer red alert 2 that was kind of my entryway into the game. Um, I'd never had StarCraft, never had StarCraft 2. Um, I played it at friends' houses all the time, you know what I mean? But just like, just very sparingly, and I just never got the game. Um, and I somehow always, always find myself playing the licensed RTSs, you know, when like the Lord of the Rings game came out or like the uh, Star Wars RTS came out, you know, all that stuff. Um, that was, uh, those, <laughs> those were um, kind of my big RTS experiences so i'm surprised i've never played rts's with you guys too much you know growing up so i'm surprised we've we've that's like been our blind spot when we play games together nick it's it's a hoot it is really really fun fun. i think some of the nights that alan and i have stayed up the latest have been from (laughs) rts's absolutely oh my gosh it gets really fun Uh, well we'll have starcraft now we'll have to do starcraft or uh, yeah for sure or any of these new games northgrad is going to be awesome Cool. So um, we're gonna get. Let's. You guys ready to get into the draft? Yeah. Let's, let's do it. Let's do it. Right. So we're. So uh, we're gonna. Same rules as the Christmas song draft episode. Um, we've played a round of one v one v one of StarCraft two just before we started recording. Matt came in like a silent assassin, just destroyed Alan and I. Um, unfortunately, Alan got destroyed first so he got last place um i by default got second place and matt got first place so that is our draft order um matt will start us off matt whenever you're ready take us away in our in our rts draft don't do it don't you do it (laughs) my number one pick of rts game of all time is Kohan 2 arman's gift wow mother i know you know what is crazy is that no one listening to this is going to know what that is. The yeah. only people who really are going to know what that is is Alan. And this was not this was not a jab at Alan. I, and this, some some like, of our viewers will know what that is. I sure I'm hope sure. so. I hope so. But Dude. um, but but 
it's this is in no way against Alan because the reason I picked this is mostly because of Alan because we I remember like I went to visit you once in college and and I ended up staying an extra day because we stayed up until like three in the morning like twice or something playing this game and that's yep. on that's on top <laughs> of the countless summer nights that like when we were in high school that we would play this game we've just and, and still we played it recently we played it in the last year right yeah and, we did yep <laughs> oh my gosh nick okay so we'll we'll get you a copy of this what's the premise me. of this one yeah yeah let me okay all right so i don't even i mean i guess i played the campaign a little it's just like there's these factions there's um like a bunch of different factions like the council the nationalists and okay the other thing there's is it a, set one, in like in the past is it like a it's like a military medieval, medieval? okay yeah, cool all like right fantasy, medieval fantasy medieval yeah. oh nice all um, right but it's cool because you don't make uh, individual units, mm -hmm. and, there, and and um, resource management is very unique. But I don't want to explain that because it's boring. But sure. you make like companies, so you'll make like a group of six units, and then that those guys. So you'll have like two ranger un specialist units, and then you'll have like a certain type of like main unit, and then you just make these units, and you like go around the map conquering things. And it's just there's like NPC. It's just it's so fun. It's so awesome. I cool. can't recommend it enough. It's so accessible. And the graphics are just like nice, clean, cartoonish kind of graphics, and they still look great now. So, uh, Nick, I will get you a copy, and we're gonna play this game. It's so fun. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. So that's my first pick, Kohan too. Wow. Very nice. Solid. Mm hmm. Um. All right. So I guess it's to me for the number two pick. That's correct, Nick. Uh, yeah. I gotta go. I was gonna pick. My favorite one, but uh, after playing StarCraft II, I think uh, there's no denying that, you know, how big that game got, how popular it is. It's a juggernaut of an RTS. So for number two, I got to go StarCraft II. All right. Yeah, it deserves it. All right. Yeah, StarCraft II is great. It's still pretty popular and it's free to play now. So like the popularity is just going to keep continue to go on. And, yep. Um, I love StarCraft II. I have a really good time playing it especially tonight. <laughs> All right, yeah. Alan. Uh, yeah, so obviously my first pick was going to be Kohan. A little disappointed that I took <laughs> that one, but no, that was, absolutely deserved the number one spot. Uh, for my number one spot uh, as the third pick, uh, I'm going to go with Warcraft 3. Nice. Ah, I knew you were going to pick Very that. nice. Uh, I think, can I include Reign of Chaos and uh, uh, the I, Frozen Throne? I would that? say all you get all the expansions with it. Cool. Yep. Yeah, this was just... A really, really fun game to play. It was probably my first RTS game that I really, really got into that kind of got me into the RTS genre. I remember playing this way back in like high school and stuff. And I think what I loved the most about this was all the mods that came up off of this. You know, there was game, there was, uh, I mean, I, you know, Dota came out off of this. Yep. Uh, there were Maul, uh, M A U L, uh, games where it was a tower defense yeah. type of style oh, that were cool. super fun. Yep. Yeah. Me and Matt used to always play Life of a Peasant, which is just a very bizarre style game. <laughs> Dude, it was just cool. Yeah. Light, that was you're right. Life of a Peasant was just like all these unique games came from Warcraft Three. That's how amazing Warcraft Three was. Yeah, we used to play with Sebastian and stuff from high school, and like, <laughs> a lot of people playing that. Yeah. Shout oh, out man. to Sebastian, C Bass. Savvy. How you doing, Savvy? Savvy's listening. In. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think yeah, I think what really made this game was the community. There's so really into this game and did all the modding of it and created new games it was just a, it was just it, very unique in its its time period so awesome all right matt back to you round two all right um so my pick my second pick is stronghold crusader Ooh. okay i don't know if you guys have ever played this game mm -hmm. 
Never um, even heard of it. Okay. Stronghold Crusader was super fun because a bunch of us would always play it in high school. And it was neat because you could build, um, like, you could custom make your castles. So you could build walls where you wanted to build balls. Walls. Thoughts? Freudian Wait. slip. <laughs> Freudian slip. <laughs> anyway, you could just build really huge castles and um, look it up. Look up Stronghold Crusader. They made a new one recently. I don't know if it was that good, but. There was just a lot of really good times playing Stronghold Crusader. and This was the one where, like, you could build siege units and they would actually, like, knock down parts of a building rather than yeah. just, like, the whole building itself, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Was and cool. um, and uh, you, would, you would have to, like, create the weapons and then get people to get the weapons and then they would be their soldiers. So you can't mm-hmm. just, like, be like, I'm going to build a, a, a pikeman. You had to build the armor to make the armor for the pikeman, build the pike, and then get a person... To go there and it was all there was like a lot of resource management stuff it was very cool so stronghold yeah. crusader look it up it's pretty cheap now so it's nice. hd versions <laughs> all right nick what do you got for this thing all right uh this one i gotta go with my heart um my first foray into rts's uh from what i know at it's a pretty popular game uh i gotta go with command and conquer red alert 2. take it off my list it was on there <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, it was an awesome was game. You could choose allies or um, I forget the other faction name, but uh, it was really it was really funny because the it, it, I think it was it was like Cold War era stuff. So it's all they're all Russian and mm-hmm. they have uh, like if when you watch the cutscenes, they're all really bad fake accents and all the characters yeah. were super enjoyable to play and uh, yeah. yeah yeah yeah. So it's just a fun fun game. I loved the maps in this game for some reason. Just like the deserty kind of maps or yes. like mountain kind of maps. It was just it was very interesting and very uh like scenic to almost play. I thought it was kinda of cool. And I loved the whole, you know, Humvee scene and yeah. helicopters and like tanks and stuff. It was very neat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my second pick, I'm gonna go with uh Sins of a Solar Empire. Ooh, this nice. was a game yeah, this was a game I played a ton of in college. A little more I think it was a little more but it was very unique in that it was a space themed one. And so you actually controlled planets and you got resources from your planet and you built spaceships and the it was it was kind of crazy because you would just have these huge space battles and stuff that were really interesting and fun to watch. And I think this one got a lot of influence probably from EVE Online, because I think this came afterwards. Mm-hmm. Uh but it, it followed that same kind of theme where it was more of a space oriented one and it was there was almost a little bit of like a 3D aspect to it, which is kind of interesting. And just the Watching this game was just very cool. Nice. I've actually never played that, but I remember you telling me that you've played it, so I should check it out. I just don't like space stuff as much. Yeah, but... I think. Yeah, I think just the way they did it was fun to watch, and I just remember I'd always get destroyed, and I would still have a really, really good time watching like the two best people duke it out in the end because it's just a battling, and it was very cool and interesting. So sure, neat, nice. Cool. Okay. All right. Um, my last pick, my third pick is um. Gonna have to be Battle for Middle Earth. Damn it, Lord of the Rings, Damn Battle it. for Middle uh, Earth. I should have said sorry, that before. Nick. I know. <laughs> I know. I um, sorry, but that game was super fun. Um, there was a second one too, but I just remember like that was the first game I ever played where like you would launch a catapult and like people would go flying when the when the rock hit them, <laughs> uh, and yeah. then you'd get those trolls and he would like just take his club and just like knock people all over the place, and then the coolest part, you'd get Gandalf. And when he got like fully charged, he'd get his ultimate thing, and it would literally just like blow everybody on the screen backwards. It was obviously amazing because Gandalf is the greatest. Right. But, um, that was just such a fun game. Zach, if Zach is listening to this, 
he'll totally remember all the times when we were in college we all like i'm pretty sure he even played with us like we would just all play that it was just such a fun and you're a big lord of the rings fan matt so to have this type of game with in a lord of the rings property it's got to be super awesome for you yeah, I have the strategy guide. I think it came with the game, but um, and I played. Oh, the... Do you guys remember strategy guides, by the way? Like, oh yeah, you go to GameStop oh, yeah. and you get the whole book, and it's got like the whole like. I don't even know how I got through. This is a tangent, by the way. Um, I don't even know how I got through Super Mario sixty four without that strategy guide. Like, how are we supposed to know? Like, I got, I remember getting that book and just like flipping through everything, and uh, yeah, man. Sorry, yeah. you just you just like yeah. brought me back yeah, for a second dope. with strategy guides. Yeah. Right. Um, that's how old that game is. I love that game. <laughs> that was what you get for. That's how much I loved it. So nice yeah. for Middle Earth. All right, Nick, what's your pick? I'm sorry if I just stole yours. I hope you had some backup. You did. Pick. That's okay. Um, my next one is I'm going with Age of Mythology. Um, <gasps> oh, that was gonna be mine. I uh, I'm a big fan of uh, well, like mythic mythologies like greek mythology and norse mythology and egyptian mythology it's like i just i love the concept of those and learning about all the different gods and uh to have that in kind of like an rts style game is uh it's awesome so age of mythology i loved the way you could i think one of my favorite parts of the game was the like special power you had yeah where you could just summon this giant meter just come down and just completely f something up yeah and yeah, you, just, yeah. you were just like i'm just gonna destroy this one specific building like really <laughs> really hard and so you just call out like crazy you had all these godlike abilities that you could work using the game. So, yeah. yeah, that was a fun one. All right, Alan. Uh, for my final pick, I'm going to go with Warhammer 4000, Dawn of War. <gasps> Dang it! Yeah, right, Matt? Remember that one? This is a pretty Dude. classic game. Wait, which one? The first one or the second one? I, I'm going to go with the... I guess it's kind of... Dawn of War 1 or Dawn of War 2? I was thinking of them collectively, but if I had to pick one, I'd probably go Dawn of War 2. I think it was a little more fun. Because that was the co-op one with the campaign that we played together. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And you, it was squad-based, squad similar to how uh, Kohan kind of is, but new-age squad-based. It yeah. was just a really, really cool game. It had all the futuristic space battle kind of stuff, but everything still took place on uh, planets, but you still moved around from planet to planet, so the scenery all changed based on where you were and stuff, and it was cool. That was so like the squad based thing is like a, a is becoming kind of a thing, and I love that. I think that's so neat. We had like a we so like Alan and I would play that co op, and I I had like this commander guy who was super powerful, and Alan had this like I don't even know what they were called, like those just like warrior guys with the guns and stuff. We just and it was just such a fun game, such a cool yeah. idea. So cool. I think the squad base is a little more uh, newbie friendly because. Mm. An RTS game where you have to control, uh, you know, a thousand individual units. It's it's just it's a lot. But in games like this, you can just control one squad, and you kind of know what the squad's doing. And you don't have to worry about as many units. So I like that about it. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. All right, Matt, flex round. All right, nice. so bonus pick. This is this is basically like um, like honorable mention, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Okay. All right, so first off, um, I do want to have an honorable mention for um. I, this is not my pick, but I honorable mention for... Um... Okay, so uh, there's a game called Tooth and Tail that was released recently on PS4 and PC, and I was a beta tester for it. So I got a key early, and I got to test it, and I'm in their Discord now. And it was really cool, and it was really fun. Um, didn't end up really loving it. It was very unique. Look it up, Tooth and Tail. But my official pick is Company of Heroes, because um, that was a squad-based World War II game. Mm-hmm. And just like when shells would come down and explode on the battlefield or you do artillery blasts, it would literally change the battlefield and buildings that you had all your troops hiding in could get destroyed. 
everything was destroyable like forests could burn down and have less cover it was just so intense and i remember like there's like a winter map where once there are blizzard strikes everyone basically all you do is you just have to try and keep your troops alive you stop fighting it basically a battle pauses while everyone gets to people in buildings or you build fires and stuff it's just so exciting everything about the game is so great um nick i i'm pretty sure i talked you into getting it or i something like that right you have company of heroes yes i did yep yeah we should still try that game again because uh, even just against the the computer because that's my favorite way to play it but okay um it's just it's really really fun i love that so company of heroes is my flex pick nice um for for my flex pick it wouldn't be another day if i didn't mention star wars i'm gonna go star wars uh empire at war (laughs) classic star wars uh rts um i think it got pretty good reviews when it came out but uh this is complete this complete just like you know just i love star wars and to have it in an rts format is awesome so that's my pick were there like lightsabers and stuff in it um i can't remember if you had hero characters i or i never got that far in the game but um uh i know like you can get you know they got all the classic vehicles and uh infantry units in the game um yeah wow i've never played this nick it might be on steam for pretty cheap well, it's twenty dollars now, but I'm sure oh, it's, it? it goes. On, I'm sure at every sale, it's down to like eight dollars or something. Like that. I'll put it on my wish list and then maybe pick up another copy. Wow, at some point. this looks pretty fun. All right, I like that. I like that. <laughs> I've never played that before. Heard of it? That's cool. All right, all right, Alan, finish us off here. Yeah, uh, so my flex pick, uh, kind of a lame one, but I have to go with uh, Warcraft Two, uh, humans versus orcs. Uh, not a crazy good game to play. But it did bring about my favorite or my top pick, Warcraft Three, and I think this is really where the lore of Warcraft started. Was in in Warcraft Two, it kind of really came to fruition, mm-hmm. and the lore of Warcraft is probably one of my favorite things ever. I just love the story that's behind Warcraft, um, just between Warcraft Three and uh, World of Warcraft, and even in this kind of leads us into our uh, next episode, uh, the Warcraft movie. Uh, the whole lore of just Warcraft is so in depth, and there's so much going on, and it's so cool. And there's so many scenes from Warcraft Three that I like still remember to this day as just being so freaking badass and cool, and just me being shocked the whole time. <laughs> uh, and so, I yeah, I want to give a little shout out to Warcraft Two for kind of helping to lead the charge of R- RTS games and bringing them to fruition. So nice, cool. Yeah, that's a great pick. Yeah, it's a great pick. We we played that a lot. I was thinking about that game too. It was on my list, but mm-hmm. that was a fun game. Yeah, it was. Awesome. All right. All right. Nice job, guys. Um, yeah. All right. So, so what are we talk about next week? Yeah, but before we finish it up, I wanted to ask okay. uh, ask you guys one more question. Um, so we talked a lot about RTSs. We didn't specifically talk about StarCraft too much. So I want to just touch on, um, give me one final thought about StarCraft franchise in general. Um, it's been a juggernaut of a, like I said before, it's been a juggernaut of a game, uh, of a series, uh, what it's done for the genre. Um, just give me a quick closing closing thought on StarCraft. Sure. Uh, StarCraft, to me, I think the biggest thing that it means to me as a gamer is the fact that it pretty much led the charge of esports. Mm. I really can't think of a game that was so monumental to esports as, as StarCraft was. And I love, I, even to this, to this day, I still kind of watch like League of Legends uh, tournaments, and I still watch Hearthstone tournaments, and I watch 
I just love watching esports because I love watching people who are really, really good at games play yeah. and have a passion and make money for it. And I think that's so cool. And I think StarCraft was just monumental in that. So thank you, StarCraft, for really bringing about esports in such a way that uh, people can actually make a living off of it and I get enjoyment out of it. I, so. I take it you're very pro uh, esports in the Olympics because that's been oh, yeah. for a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would love to see that. That'd be so cool. <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. Um, so for me, I love StarCraft, but um, really, um, I just like Warcraft more. I just like I'm more into like the medieval fantasy type stuff rather than sci-fi yeah. stuff. I think StarCraft is a great game, and right now it's probably like the gold standard for classic RTS mm-hmm. games. And I love it, and I play it online still, and it's good. But Warcraft technically came out first, right. the first Warcraft, so I like that more. Um, but still, I um, Warcraft is a, or StarCraft is a, a great game, and we, you know we just had a pretty good time playing it now. So yeah, it's a yeah. testament to how. So yeah, definitely just, check out StarCraft. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Cool guys, nice. Um, all right, so next week, um, the Tomb Raider movie is coming out um, soon, and in honor of that coming out, we're going to be talking a little bit about video game movies. Um, we're going to give our best and our worst, similar to what we did for the Valentine's Day episode. So we're just going to give our best and worst video game movies. There's a lot to talk about there. We'll get into a little bit about um, why they always kind of suck. Uh, seems like they haven't really, really <laughs> nailed the video game movie genre yet. Um, could be around the corner with this movie. I think the trailers make it look pretty good. It could be a fun action adventure movie. Get all into it next time. This has been an episode of The Torrent. We'll see you next time. Well, that's it for this episode of The Torrent. Thank you all for listening. Download, rate, and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast service. If you want to get in contact with us, feel free to send us an email, thetorrentpodcast at gmail.com. You can also get in touch with us on Facebook and Twitter at The Torrent Pod. We'll see you guys next time.